Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. And I'm reading one verse, verse number eight. Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen. And I want to preach on this subject from God's hands to ours. From God's hands to ours. Amen. You know, for the first 2,500 years of man's existence, there was no written word of God. His word was given orally to Adam and Eve and, and the, his descent, their descendants. Amen. His word was seen through creation, amen, you could see God in, in, in His creation. And His Word came through the conscience of people, amen, for God is the one who gave us the conscience, and that's how He speaks uh, internally to people, amen. And the first written covenant from God was the Ten Commandments given to Moses on the mountain, Exodus 31, 18 said, And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communion with him upon Mount Sinai two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Amen. That was the first written word written actually by God's hands. Amen. And then the Ten Commandments were, were told, God told Moses, put them in the ark to preserve them. Amen. For all time. And that then he commissioned scribes, amen, to write down all of the Ten Commandments and all of the ordinances and sub-laws that went with them, amen, that God gave to Moses to give to the people. And every seven years, Moses would read the entire law to the people in their hearing so that they would not forget it, praise God, and they could teach it to their children. Then we see that the New Testament came and Jesus came on the scene and he, he gave us so many things. He died for us and started the church and we see that the apostles and some prominent men that were with them, amen, wrote in the New Testament, praise God. And then we, we have the Bible, praise God, but it was on scrolls and it, was, you know, it wasn't readily available to the masses yet. But then many, many centuries later, a man named Johannes Gutenberg perfected the movable type printing press in about 1450 AD, which then began to be used commercially. It completely revolutionized the printing process. And guess what the very first book he printed on his printing press was? You got it, the Bible. Amen. The printing press made it possible for the Bible to be mass produced and made available to anybody. Amen. And this was, believe it or not, one of the major contributing factors 
factors for the Protestant Reformation. When the people got the word in their hands and they saw it for themselves, they wanted it the way it was written in the Bible. Praise God. And not just what somebody was telling them what it was. Amen. Today, the Bible is the most published book in the world. It is printed in more languages than any other book. They are readily available from a variety of sources and stores online. You can get them at Walmart. You can even get them at the dollar store. You can download it free on your device. Amen. So truly, the Bible came from God's hands into our hands. This wonderful and unique Bible that God preserved for us and provided us with is made up of 66 individual powerful books divided into two testaments or covenants. The Old Testament, 39 books. The New Testament, 27 books. There's a total of 1,189 chapters of life-giving verses in these books that will prepare our hearts to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. If we will learn it, if we will love it, and we will live it, praise God. There are about 40 people that wrote the Bible from various backgrounds, cultures, and social statuses. They lived on different continents. They lived in different centuries and millennia. Most of them did not know each other. Yet, amazingly, the Bible harmonizes beautifully as it revolves around one central theme, Jesus Christ. Amen. How is that possible, you ask? Because though 40 people physically wrote it, there was only one author that inspired and moved them to write exactly what they wrote. Second Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. That's why I believe not part of the Bible and some of the Bible is the word of God, but all the Bible is the word of God. Amen. That word inspired literally means God breathed. 2 Peter 1.20 But know this first of all, that no prophecy of the scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. But men moved by the Holy Ghost spoke from God. The Bible is God's will for mankind. The Bible is the heartbeat of God to those he created in his image and in his likeness. The Bible is the instruction manual for our lives. The Bible is the greatest and most powerful book that a person will ever have the privilege of owning or reading. In 2017, the American Bible Society found that 87% of all households in America have a Bible, at least one Bible, and the average household had three of, of that 87%. And though these statistics are encouraging, just owning a Bible is not enough, folks. You can't just own a Bible and say, I own one. Amen. No. Amen. A Bible, amen, that is not read is no Bible at all because the same statistics found that over half of all Americans have read little or none of the Bible. It's not a good luck charm. It's not just a decoration for our coffee table. It's not just a nice addition to the library. It's not just another book about history or philosophy or poetry or self-help. The Bible will only benefit us if we read it, if we study it, if we meditate on it, if we believe it, and if we put it into practice. 
Our approach to the reading of the Bible should be different than any other book. I'm not going to read a Bible like I read a dime store novel. I'm not going to read a Bible like I read the Reader's Digest or some magazine. Amen. you got to read the Bible differently. Praise God. It's God's Word. It's God's Word to His people, His creation. We should read it with a hungry heart. We should read it with a humble heart. We should read it with a reverent and respectful heart. We should read it with a sense of awe because these are God's words to us. We should read it with a prayerful heart asking God to give us understanding and show us the wonderful things that are contained in its pages. Allow God's word to speak to you and reveal its mighty truth to you every time you read it. Psalms 119 verse 18 Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Psalm 119.105 Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. You want to talk about where you need to go? You want to talk about it's kind of scary over there and I don't know what to turn over there? Amen. Get the word in your life and it'll be like a spotlight and it'll clearly show you where you need to go. Luke 24, 45, amen. After Jesus died and rose again before his ascension, the Bible said, then he opened, talking about the apostles and disciples, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Amen. God's got revelations for us. God's got understanding for us. Amen. God wants to show you what's in the depths of the word of God. Not just give you a surface knowledge. Amen. But he wants you to dig out the nuggets that are below the surface. There's riches in that word. Praise God. And folks, under the circumstances we all find ourselves in right now, we have a unique opportunity to really dive deep into the Bible and get to know our God like never before. Some people might be saying right now, you know, amen, I'm, I'm kind of getting bored sitting at home. I'm running out of things to do. But when you have a Bible in your possession, amen, you always have something exciting to do. Praise God. God has put something fantastic from His hands into our hands. But but amen, we got to do something with it. Now it's up to us to read it and to digest it and to live it. His word will calm your fears. His word will bring you peace. His word will fill you with hope. His word will encourage you and lift your spirits. His word will bring everything into perspective for you and help you think more clearly. His word will challenge you to be the best person you can be. Amen. And his, per his word will show you what your purpose and mission in this life is really all about. Hallelujah. The word of God is the believer's spiritual food. Now we all know how important and enjoyable natural food is in our lives. Some people eat just to live. You know, some people forget to eat. I've known people that have forgotten to eat, have no idea what that concept is about. I can't even understand that. Some people live to eat, some people eat to live, and then there's people all in between. Amen. But, you know, have you ever stopped to think about how much we think about food? 
Talk about food, look forward to food, plan for food, go shopping for food or go out and buy it, you know, fast food or take out from a restaurant. Amen. Not to mention all the time we spend actually eating. There's breakfast and then in between breakfast and lunch, there's brunch and then, in, then there's lunch and then in between lunch and dinner, there's what I call dinner. Amen. Amen. And then there's dinner or supper. Then there's dessert. And then, amen, last but not least, there's bedtime snacks. Oh, yeah. Amen. Suffice it to say, food is a major part of our lives. And believe me, I know what I'm talking about. If there was ever an expert on the subject, it is me. And by the way, did you know that there really is such a thing as a Ph.D. in foodology? Praise God. Well, let's just say I should receive an honorary degree just because of my vast experience in this field of study. Amen. But since God's word is our spiritual food, it stands to reason like natural food. We should spend a good amount of time each day thinking about God's word, thinking about our spiritual food, talking about our spiritual reading and studying. Amen. So our spiritual man can be well fed and healthy and satisfied. Amen. Praise God. Job 23, 12. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Psalm 119, 103. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And 1 Peter 2, 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So the word of God God, amen, is also the greatest deterrent against sin in our lives. Amen. That's why we got to get it in our hearts. That's why we got to get it in our minds. We know that the blood of Jesus is what cleanses us from sin, but it's the word of God, amen, that will keep us from sin if we'll allow it to. You know, many years ago, somebody found a really old Bible and they opened up and on the inside cover was written this phrase, this book will keep you from sin. Amen. And that's what the Bible said. Psalm 119.11 Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. 1 John 2.1 My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. One of the greatest attributes of the word of God is its immutability, which means it does not change. Oh, hallelujah. And not only does it not change, it'll be around forever. Praise God. Psalm 119.89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Isaiah 48. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Matthew 25.35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. God's word's not going anywhere. Amen. Amen. And it's not going to go anywhere because the very simple fact that God's word is him and he is his word. This world is drastically changing by the day, but God is solid and constant in our lives and so is his word. Amen. Our five senses and our emotions, they're they're like a roller coaster. Amen. 
They look like some medical device is keeping a blood pressure or keeping a, a pulse or whatever. Amen. But God's word is the anchor and the constant in our lives. Amen. John 1, 1 said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was before all things, and He will be there after all things cease to exist, and so will His Word. Amen. You can count on His Word. It doesn't change, and it's true. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that He should lie, nor a human being that He should change His mind. He has said, and will He not do it? Or he has spoken and will he not make it happen? You better believe he will. You better hang your hat on the word. Amen. Don't hang your hopes on things, on fleeting, shifting shadows of this world. Amen. False hopes that will dash. Amen. Like, like a boat crashing on the rocks at the, sea, the, the seaside. Amen. I'm telling you, praise God, the word of God, you can count on it. It will take you through any storm. Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Ezekiel 12, 25, for I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I speak shall come to pass. God's word will be accomplished but though, and those that are hanging on His word, you're going to be, a, you're going to be, it's going to accomplish in your life too. God's word is going to come to pass and be fulfilled. So that's what I'm going to be putting my hopes in. Amen. If God said it, you can believe it, and that settles it. Yes, amen. I can lay my head on a pillow at night with peace, knowing that God's word is going to be there. When I close my eyes, God's word's going to be there when I wake up in the morning. Amen. We need to read it. We need to hear it taught and preached. But more importantly, we need to do it. We need to keep it. We need to obey it. We need to practice it. And we need to example it in our lives. Then and only then can we be truly blessed. Amen. Jesus said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended into the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock believe the sayings of Jesus believe the word of God yes. Jesus said if you love me keep my commandments he who has my commandments I have a Bible but are you doing something with it are you gonna keep them I can have it a lot of people have the commandments but that next step is vital. we got to keep them. He that has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. James told us that the doer of the word is the blessed person and not just the hearer. Praise God. Amen. 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 You know, Psalms chapter 1, verse number 1, said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be a, like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. 
Amen. Oh, folks, let's delight ourselves in the law of the Lord. Let's let it be our excitement and thrill every day. Let's let the Word of God be our guide. Let's let that trust us. Let's, let's attach our emotions to the Word of God and not all this other stuff that's going on around us. Amen. Our text in Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Right there in that one verse. He said, his word needs to be in our mind. His word needs to be in our mouth. And his word needs to be in our actions. Amen. And when I purpose in my heart to do this daily, then my way will be prosperous. I'll have good success. I'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water where the roots are getting all kinds of water. And I'll have healthy branches and leaves and fruit that I won't wither. And whatsoever I do will prosper. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. From God's hands to ours, we have a treasure in our hand. We have a treasure. If you have it on your phone, you got a treasure on your phone. It's not some game. Amen. It's the Bible. Praise God. You, if you got it, you know, uh, just a regular Bible. You know, some people don't read the regular book of a Bible anymore because of all the electronic, whatever. However you read it, it's still the Word of God. Praise God. You got a treasure in your house. Amen. We need to read it. The Bible becomes real and becomes powerful when we read it and put it into practice. When we meditate, when we, when we, when we put it to memory and memorize it, when we do all those things, it helps us. Oh, praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.